0: I'm Jason Notoris, and this is SPE Talks to Shauna Noonan. Welcome to the SPE podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, we encourage you to do so. Great way to keep up with the latest oil and gas technical trends and valuable information. As is our monthly tradition, 2020 SPE President Shauna Noonan joins us in the studio to discuss her column. Thanks for being here. It's
1: great to be here, and it, I'm even more excited to be here because today is Bring Your
0: Mother to Work Day. That's right. An extra special guest, Irene Freeman, better known to you, Shauna, as Mom.
1: Yes, my mom is uh, visiting us from uh, Vancouver, Canada, and again, trying to get the work-life balance and being able to uh, do my SPE obligations as well as uh, spend time with my mother, I um, brought her along while doing these podcasts, but it's very timely because uh, my February column is all about mentoring. And the one person that really influenced me the most in the mentorship, and let's say she was very good at offering constructive criticism, was was my mom.
0: Well, then let's switch things up a bit, Shauna, because you've been here for a few episodes. I think you can take the reins on this. How about you go ahead and host the first segment of this episode with Your Mom is the Guest, because as you mentioned, your February column does break down that two-way street of mentor and mentee and the relationship there. And honestly, parents play a pivotal role in this arena. So take it away. Host Shauna Noonan.
1: All right. Well, this is, um, it's, this is like a double-edged sword because I finally get to... Uh, Interview my mother, but yet I'm also very fearful what's going to come out of her mouth. So (laughs) let's see how this goes. My mother spent what you you thirty nine years as an educator. Yes, and um, I'm also proud to mention that my mom was actually recognized by the Prime Minister of Canada for. uh, excellence in teaching and when we talk about the digital revolution impact now my mother was very instrumental in Canada with bringing computers into the classrooms, especially into for early education. So mom, how how was that? Because you were leading the charge in something that a lot of people didn't
2: wanna do. I taught a lot of teachers what to do in their classrooms with students in a computer lab. And I, you were talking about mentoring. I felt that that's probably most of my mentoring was with other teachers who in turn would talk to their children and deal with their classes in computer science. When I think of all
1: the different mentoring or items that you taught me too was, you were always uh, a working mother. Oh, yes. And, you know, trying to raise both my brother and I and still making sure that we're getting our piano lessons. Um, Oh, yes. I I hate to say this, but my mother had me in tap and baton classes. Um, I I was temporarily a
2: twirler. Um, You were also in baseball or softball.
1: Yes. And so how, because not only you'd be teaching during the day, you spent a lot of time in the evenings having uh, to be grading papers, setting up for classrooms. And you just served as a really good example, making sure that both my brother and I, we not only gave attention to school because we grew up in a house that academics were very much a priority, but you were able to, to do both. And okay, his question to you was, what was really the most difficult?
2: Oh, the most difficult was being able to do the work. what you talk about the work-life balance. Uh, There were times when I had to put aside my work to deal with family commitments. And um, I really felt like sometimes I was on a, a balancing wheel, trying to decide which was the right way to go. Hopefully, I chose the right path.
1: You, you did. and But I know there was times when, <laughs> you know, I could see the stress, and I know my brother and I would look at each other and go, oh, my God, mom's gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But then I see that, too. So, like, I when I start thinking that's the way I look to my own children, then... Um, you know, I, I try, try and make corrections for that. Now I'm going to, speaking of making corrections, and now I'm going to totally change questions on you because we grew up in a household that we had, other than a few cousins that were maybe operators out in the field in oil and gas, we really didn't have anybody in the family that was even in engineering or in oil and gas. And when I entered uh, university, I was actually in pre-med. Engineering wasn't even in my sights. And then I remember after the second year that I um, phoning my mother and telling her that, oh, by the way, I'm
2: now in petroleum engineering. So how did you take that? I was surprised, but it's been wonderful for her. She's chosen the right path. We fig- My husband and I both felt that she's done much better in this than she ever would in um, medicine. So, Mom,
1: I again, I just, I want to thank you very much for, um, you've gone just beyond being a mother. Again, this is, uh, and even being, you know, the educator with, you know, making sure that we're always focused on STEM. But again, it was just more rounding us out as to, um, uh, just to be, better individuals and and better contributors. And I really, I'm a better parent because I had such a good one. Well, thank you.
0: All right, I'm back And, and that goes down as one of my favorite guest spots in the early history of this podcast. Uh, because we are talking about mentors today and and parents play such a great role in that. And we get to learn things about people when parents come on podcasts that we didn't previously know. So in the January column, Shauna, you were really focusing on strengthening the feedstock of incoming talent in the industry. You're kind of building on that this month.
1: I, I definitely am, Jason. I've already talked about the importance of attracting and retaining the talent that we need in this industry. This month, I wanted to focus on the importance of training those bright young minds and training through mentoring. When I talk about mentoring, I'm focusing more on how to be more effective and impactful when mentoring somebody. Now, as I'm, you know, reflecting again on my goals for the new year, I don't just use the first week in January to start setting goals. I really you know, use actually the first several months to really strengthen and think about not only the the important things that I need to do, but it, it's made me reflect on how the importance of people not only helped teach me how to set great goals, but also provided the support and guidance with achieving those goals. Well, I had some people in my career actually assigned to be my mentor. Probably some of the ones that were the most impactful, the were ones that did it more informally, while providing advice. And when it, an advice, it's more uh, constructive criticism during really opportune moments. And it didn't matter how they became my mentor. The key point is that they were. Now there's coaching at a technical level. Again, you know the the importance of academia, in making sure that we have those fundamentals, but just as important is the coaching in the development of an individual to have all the skills needed to navigate and excel in your industry, and and that is just as important. Now, for 2020, you know, my goals include elements of being both a mentor and a mentee. Now, while I have much to contribute to our younger members, um, I also have a lot to learn. And I want to encourage more of my colleagues to set goals around mentoring, and I want to make this the month where we take time also to recognize and thank those who've made a positive impact on ourselves as mentors. You know, during my travels and getting a chance to meet so many of the young professionals and students around the globe, There are so many out there that they know they need and they're looking for uh, people to mentor them. So, again, I'm really trying to encourage more of our SPE members to reach out and mentor others, but then, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're good mentors as well. Now, Jason, you know, reflecting back, did you have... Anybody or um, or several people that you can think made a, a difference in mentoring you?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think for me, it started with my parents, my mom and my dad. People always ask me, who do you confide in the most? Who's your best friend? And without hesitation, I say my dad half of the time. Um, they both taught me great life lessons. They both looked out for me, but they let me make mistakes and learn from them. But they were there to coach me along the way when I needed that. Professionally, I would say starting in college, I'm gonna give a few shout outs. I feel like giving an award speech to play the music if I need to get off stage. Uh, Jason Coma, Sherry Russo, Keith Colley, Tony Castrocone. Then getting started, Drew Hadwall, my first boss, really looked out for me, helped teach me a lot of ethics that I think were very important. And then um, for some, some coworkers at SPE, Glenda Smith and Dana Otilio have both been there for me and provided excellent insights. So mentors are there. If you look for them, some will come and seek you and, and you just have to have open ears and an open heart to be able to accept what they're offering. One place that I've been asked to be a mentor myself has been on LinkedIn. This is an option you can select in your profile page. And I have had a few people who are just starting out their careers where I feel I can add a decade's worth of advice to them. And I'll give them that, letting them know this is a decades worth of advice. This, isn't the, this may not be the end all solution, but this is what I can tell you from what I've experienced. And I would just encourage people to pursue routes like that where they can give back, but also be willing to look out for yourself as well.
1: You know, it's funny when uh, looking back and realizing the influence that people had in, in the fact that they're actually mentoring. Now I've already mentioned, um, and we had the conversation earlier in the podcast with my mother and you mentioned your father and my father actually uh, mentored me with four words. Cause anytime I would go and ask dad something uh, for feedback or anything uh, he would always say, go ask your mother. <laughs> we all don't necessarily uh, seek out criticism. We always like to be told, you know, how great we are. And, um, that was always one thing i would too i would, I would go to dad because dad was more of the the easier one but again he was able to uh force me to get that constructive feedback by basically directing all of my
0: questions over over to my mom moms are always right anyways so i guess that that makes sense uh, what about on a professional level mentors that you had there that helped um, shape your career where you are now
1: when i first started um as a young engineer uh, working the rigs, there was one individual who was tasked with um, mentoring all the young engineers uh, that were su- supervising rigs along with me in northern Alberta, and, you know, I now realize that the phoning in of our morning reports, like, it was one of the most fearful things starting out because there was always criticism with what we were doing, Um as to, you know, whether it was uh, the logistics that we had, uh, you know, why was the frat crew waiting for several hours, you know. Again, it's, it's all things that you're learning, but, you know, phoning into, his name was Don Patterson, and, uh, you know, he, he spent many, many years mentoring uh, young engineers at, at Chevron, and, you know, looking back, all his critiques, yeah, they were necessary, but there are also really good constructive feedback. And, you know, I, then I wasn't looking at it as someone was coaching and mentoring me. I just saw it was someone that was, um, you know, basically making me feel I, everything that I was doing was wrong. <laughs> but now I want to give him a shout out because he was one of an uh, influential mentor. Um, another mentor for me when I was working at Chevron was um, uh, an engineer by the name of Fred Brownlee both him and then also uh, John Patterson, Econonicical Phillips, they are two of my most influential mentors technically, and then for connecting me with industry peers, helping me expand my network. Now Fred actually, he also taught me how to do effective email writing. Uh, he always would teach me that you never phrase an email where someone can quickly respond with no. You know, you word it as to, hey, if I, if, uh, unless I hear, unless I hear different from you, I'm going to proceed and do this and this and this and this. Um, you know, just little things like that, that help you just be a lot more effective. And then also to John Patterson, he always, he always taught me, uh, always keep asking why, you know, why did this happen? Well, then, you know, a lot of it had to do with root cause failure analysis, which is something I did a lot in my career, but then always really trying to get down to the root. I actually sought out John Patterson as a mentor, and that was one of the reasons why I ended up coming to Phillips. was I had a chance to work with one of the most you know, influential and industry experts uh, in artificial lift at the time so thank you very much for that John and Fred and I still keep in contact with them quite regularly and then when it came to um, being a manager I really have to give a shout out to um, one of my former uh, supervisors at ConocoPhillips uh, Mike Mooney who recently retired he not only taught me how to do effective employee assessments um, and you know basically in engage and inspire direct reports, he actually forced me to do it as well. I always thought my career path was going to be strictly technical. And I tried to avoid at all points, having anybody report up to me and uh, make me go the management track because that wasn't my goal. But again, to having an effective uh, mentor and boss, he saw that I really needed to round out that element first, it was approached. Uh, I'm going to assign you two young engineers that you can mentor, and you know they'll be your direct reports. And next thing I know, and I had uh, I had a whole team <laughs> reporting to me, which is which was really really good. And he um, one of the most things that he did for me as well was to teach me on how to uh, stay focused on value adding goals, and that's one thing when I travel with SPE and talking to young professionals is making sure that what they're trying to accomplish is adding value to the company. And I, I say, and it has to add up in barrels or in dollars, because that's the only thing that management has. And it's it's a question I'll ask the audience is, okay, how many of you right now in this room can say with dollars and barrels, the value you're adding to the company? And out of the, all the talks that I did last month, there was only one individual raise their hand. But then I also asked after that saying, okay, now if you did know those numbers, does your management know the value that you're bringing? So again, that was Mike Mooney. Being a woman in oil and gas, it's a little bit more challenging to have or uh, find mentors that are women. And I really want to give a shout out to Karen Draper and Carol Magni-Grandy. Now, both these women, um, ran, well, Karen's retired. She ran s and Pump Company and Carol still runs Magni-Grandy and they provided mentorship on how to succeed in this industry as a working mother, uh, as a leader. They invited me years and years ago to serve on uh, SBE's uh, Gulf Coast Section ESP workshop. Um, and I see in those women now, because they really helped mentor me uh, as a working mother, they were present when I actually had my children, and my daughters referred to both those women as their fairy godmothers, which is, uh, you know, st- still fun to this day. And then finally, uh, I would not be... Uh, talking in this podcast. I would not be writing uh, columns uh, for JPT as SP president if it wasn't for Dr. Jeff Spath, who was the 2014 president. I first met Jeff uh, when I came on the board as a technical director. So as president, you get to pick who uh, gets to lead the the board committees. And he had selected me to run uh, the meetings committee at the time it was meetings and training and I managed to do that for two years and it really actually um let me see the impact or contribution I could have with serving with these higher roles and I wouldn't even thought of um being able to serve as v president if he hadn't not only encouraged me, but nominated me. And he's been my mentor all along as well. So to this day, I I've, I've really, um, I would not be here if it wasn't for um, Jeff and his mentorship.
0: Well, it's really interesting when you mention everyone, a lot of people focus so much on the timeline of their career through the roles that they've held at different companies. You could also build into that, the people who helped you achieve those roles or helped your career growth. It could be the same timeline, it could be a separate timeline, but all these people do equate to career growth, even though they're contributing in different ways.
1: You're very right, Jason, in the fact that we we need different mentors at different places in our uh, career and own personal development. And for me, when I'm setting out my goals, I do look ahead to see that do I have the right mentors uh, to help me succeed and do I need to be expand expanding on that? While you need the different people, different times in your life, they all really still need to have the common attribute that they're a good mentor in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, They need to be interested in my success and they need to listen and to guide and not to dictate. Now, I did have one poor mentor early in my career who not only dictated what I should do, he thought that his career path should be my career path. And so that was a very poor mentorship that pretty much fizzled earlier on. Now, all these great mentors that I had, they also saw what my potential was more so than myself and then they challenged me to realize it and you know there's so many more individuals I've just mentioned a few here that I've also mentioned in my column there's been so many wonderful mentors that I'm going to be making this month of February um more of uh, recognize your mentor month so I'm going to be doing that for myself but then also too I'm going to be um uh, trying to encourage our members. And thank you, Jason, for letting us know uh, who your mentors were. But also, too, uh, when we reward and recognize those have been an influence, hopefully, well, one, um, you know, obviously they get the recognition for what they've done, but also, too, just to encourage other people to, to follow suit. There's more that goes beyond, to just being a mentor. Because the thing is, okay, I've talked about being a good mentor, but at the same time, someone, uh, the mentee, also has to be a good mentee. And the relationship between the two, I actually use the term symbiotic in the fact that, okay, the mentor has to be able to provide that constructive criticism, but then the mentee must be open to receiving it. And not only receive it, but be willing to make necessary changes and commit to the actions needed to change. there's been a few examples when I've talked to some of our young professionals and they have uh, said that, oh, I've had this person as my mentor and um, you know they weren't a very good mentor. And when we get into conversations, you know it comes down to actually that person is really giving great constructive feedback, but unfortunately, you weren't willing to hear it. You wanted more of a relationship to be given them the pat on the back, saying good job, good job. And because this mentor was actually giving you some advice on things that needed to change and you didn't necessarily hear it, you then equated that to being that person being a bad mentor. And that's, that's absolutely not the case. And there's a, there's a great quote from Andrew Carnegie that I included in the JPT column. And it's, you can't push anyone up the ladder unless they're willing to
0: climb it themselves. Absolutely. Because the mentor, can provide that support. That can be the pat on the back, but what do you do with that support? If it's just there to to help you have that extra glow, then you're not really evolving your career. You're not taking new directions. You're not uh, building off the advice to try and reach success or goal. Maybe you need it for motivation. There are all these different facets of, of how both sides can take advantage of the mentorshipness, but it just depends on whether or not you're open to it. And that's the hardest thing, I think, for people just starting out into any type of mentorship program to really grasp is that it can be rewarding, but not in the everyone gets a trophy type of rewarding, more in the you being able and being willing to adapt and accept change if you need to. Not everyone has to change. So I, I just think that's a good point that you bring up that you're, you're not going to, I mean, there needs to be a ladder to begin with too before you can even want to climb the ladder, before someone can give you that push, there needs to be a ladder. So there are so many steps and evolutions into the mentorship that it's just so interesting to think about because you can also have it in different durations, right? It doesn't have to be this this one week thing or one month thing or one year thing, or maybe it's a lifetime relationship.
1: Being a mentor or mentee, I t- totally agree. It's, it can either be short-term or long-term, but I wanna quick go back on again with the constructive criticism. Um, in that, you know, I think it's going to be more challenging for us to uh, teach our younger members how to be good mentees, to accept that constructive criticism, because we do have a whole generation that are are looking for the pat on the back. And I go back to one of my very first mentors I mentioned earlier on, Don Patterson. And again, you know, it was, fearful to be calling in those morning reports knowing that we were getting that criticism. But actually I think it was probably pretty strategic and it could have been a strategy with Chevron at the time was making sure that the younger engineers that were coming in were getting that, not only getting it, but learning how to take that constructive feedback. And I think this is something that we really need to be doing as an industry with a whole generation of, um, you know, they're sending me notes on LinkedIn as to, you know, uh, can SPE please expand award recognition or, you know, acknowledgements. Again, it's looking more and more for these pats on the back. So that's, it's, it's, it's gonna be um, a little bit, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit challenging.
0: <laughs> well, and to your note also, we may not know that we have a mentor until after the fact. It may be something that doesn't sink in until maybe five, 10 years later, oh, that person was a great mentor and this is what they taught me. I just didn't realize it at the time. So I think that's also another interesting (laughs) takeaway. I know I've had a couple of experiences like that before where I thought at the time, oh, this person's just being a pain. They're just trying to make my life difficult. And then you take that step back away from yourself and look at that overarching view of what's best for the company and you realize, oh no, they were actually helping me. And I've, without realizing it, slowly changed and adapted to accept some of these practices, which long-term are much better off for me than maybe what I was doing at the time.
1: Okay. You mentioned that, you know, uh, five, 10 years looking back, you know, realizing that the, um, what that person had done. Well, first of all, I hope you end up reaching out and letting those people know, cause they might may, they might have not even realized then too, that they're being an effective mentor. Being able to know that you actually were able to influence and make change in somebody is why um, I love it with my uh, mentoring to be in it for the long haul because I get the most satisfaction to witness that growth and the change. And so, you know, I, I personally will commit for whatever time period it takes to to see that and also to make sure that they stay in the right direction that, you know, the, the corrections of the feedback, it was actually something that was sustainable. And actually, one of my most rewarding experiences as a mentor I had nothing to do with the oil and gas industry, but actually it, um, I use elements of it in my job, but it was as leader of a local Girl Scout troop. You know, that's where I hone my skills around encouraging others to get out of their comfort zone and to learn a new skill and work as a team. And these young girls, I first had them in, um, in the United States, they start out as daisies in, in Girl Scouts oh and by the way I myself personally I was a girl guide when I was growing up in Canada can't say enough about the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts program but um, you know these girls I even had to go back to the basics on teaching them how to cut fruit with a knife because they had been kept in such a bubble with their parents that they weren't even allowed to hold anything sharper than a a butter knife and then um, you know Then getting them to work as a team, and trust me, if if I can now uh, say I was able to guide a group of young teenagers, because I had these girls when they were daisies, they were like five, six years old, all the way through to teenagers. You know, the fact that I was able to get them to stay focused on a task, embrace new challenges, and actually work together. Trust me, you know you'll be well prepared to mentor anybody. And one of the little lessons too that I was taught as a, as a leader, I actually use in oil and gas is, you know, if you want to get these young girls or anybody, if you want to get somebody to just listen, you need to keep their mouth busy. And so with the young girls, I would show up with um, a bowl of lollipops. And then, so then, you know, they weren't necessarily talking, they were focused on what I have to say. So now if you see me coming to a meeting or a conference and oh, yeah, and I'm known for bringing in Girl Scout cookies or food or something, there's usually a method to my madness. And it's not because I'm wanting to fill your belly. Again, I'm wanting to to ensure that you're actually listening to what I have to say.
0: I think you just doubled your expected attendance for all future appearances.
1: And, and by the way, um, this is the time of year where at least in the United States that the Girl Scouts are selling their cookies. It's going to a good cause, but make sure you don't take all the thin mints because that's my favorite cookie and I'm going to be um, um, storing up for the year.
0: That's what the freezer's for.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, SB board meetings, you, usually this time of year, actually in, in uh, next month, my board meetings in Buenos Aires and I can pretty much guarantee that I'm going to be bringing uh, Girl Scout cookies down with me.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> What are some other important differences and opinions and perspectives that we need to be looking for when we are seeking mentors other than whether or not they can provide us with sugary treats?
1: <laughs> well, I also firmly believe that you just don't just have one mentor at a time. You get several that are comprised of uh, individuals who are in positions that interest you and have behaviors that uh, you want to emulate. So, you create what I call kind of a personal advisory board. It's beneficial to have a mentor too that interacts in your work environment. So you, you know you need at least an individual that sees you in day-to-day activities to catch those coachable moments. But then also too, SP offers through their e-mentoring program a great tool to find uh, other industry colleagues just to get a different perspective at a difference. And, you know, I go into more details with the e-mentoring program in my column, but I want to emphasize, at least in this podcast, that it's a program that allows a mentor and a mentee to communicate at their convenience and across time zones. You know, this is a short-term commitment. It's a six-month partnership where you communicate a couple times per month via the e-mentoring messaging system, and you can do it uh, email, Skype, Uh, if you're fortunate, you maybe can work, you can do some face-to-face. As a mentee, you can only be connected to one mentor at a time, whereas those that are serving as mentors can actually uh, have up to three mentees at a time. And when, uh, Jason, you talked about, you know, at different time periods in your life, seeking out different mentors. Again, uh, because this is such a valuable program, that we have within SB, not only to serve our members, but for members to use. This is something like when we're setting year goals, you know, always commit as uh, to seek out uh, through the e-mentoring, uh, a mentor every year and get all those different perspectives to, again, give you those life lessons at different points in your career. So I really encourage everybody to check out the e-mentoring Uh, website. It's just at spe.org backslash e-mentoring. And there's already a lot of people in this program. As of uh, printing my column, there was over 1,300 total members from up to 71 countries participating. And I put more of a breakdown in the column, but if we were to split it by discipline, uh, a majority of those in the e-mentoring program are in reservoir uh, production and operations and drilling. And then you can you'll see the split. So for mentors, we have almost eighteen hundred mentors right now. And then as far as mentees, um, it's actually a little bit less. It's um well, let's see. I'm at you're making me do math in my head as I'm looking at my numbers in my column. But <laughs> it's it's about sixty forty uh, percent.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna include the link to SPE's e mentoring website. Uh, In the show notes of this podcast, on that website, there are a couple of testimonials as well. So you can actually hear what some people have said, how the e-mentoring program has impacted their career from both the mentoring and the mentee vantage points. SPE is proud to offer a mentoring program for both mentors and mentees. E-mentoring is a distance mentoring program that gives members a way to contribute to the ENP industry by sharing industry insights and practical career advice with young professionals or by helping university students with academic and career direction. Young professionals also have the unique opportunity to serve as mentors to students. A 6-month connection allows members and mentees to communicate electronically at their convenience. Learn more at spe.org/e-mentoring.
1: George Lucas, he's a very well-known movie uh, director, and he has a great quote that I also put into the J.P.T. article, and it's, Mentors have a way of seeing more of our faults than we would like, and it's the only way we grow. And I don't mention this in the column, but I want to actually tout the value of 360-degree feedback Now, while we all dread having to do that, and this is when it's anonymous feedback from around your peers as to how you're being perceived. And again, when I say we fear it because we don't want to hear that criticism, that feedback, but it really, really helps us to be aware of it and then to grow. As a mentor, there's always so much satisfaction to be gained in investing in someone's career development. But also, too, I'm still challenging uh, those and even myself that we need to take the time to invest into ourselves and seek out being mentored. Also, I actually want to quick give a a shout out to one of my relatively new mentors that I have now as well is uh, Greg Lavelle. He's the CTO of ConocoPhillips, and he has been um, fantastic in mentoring me in having not only an effective industry network, but how to effectively leverage that. And so uh, along with Craig, he's one of the ones um, that I'm going to be focusing on strengthening relationships with. That's one of my goals for this year. And I'm also going to be strengthening my relationships with those that I am mentoring. I am currently mentoring um, young uh, male and female engineers uh, around the world, but I really want to make sure that I'm still uh, helping them develop and foc- focusing on them while I'm busy doing my SPE travels. Because again, it's an investment that it's going to realize maximum gains for all, for them as well as for me. Now, and. And I'm also very grateful for those individuals that provided the constructive criticism. Mind you, I wasn't grateful when they were given the criticism at the time. And really, it's taken taken a while for me to be able to appreciate it and accept it. Um, You know, I'm just really thankful to the support and being a member of SBE has enabled me to seek out the right mentors throughout my careers because they've given me so many opportunities to meet people from all different disciplines, uh, different parts of the globe, different phases of the career and connect up with them. Thinking about and reflecting, I would say that probably 70% of my most influential mentors came through SBE channels and not through work. And so I want to encourage my fellow SPE members to reach out and become a mentor or mentee. You know, we've talked about the individual gains and investments, but if we help one another to become better contributors and innovators, collectively, we not only elevate our society, but the industry overall. So Take this time to be a mentor, to seek out being mentored, to recognize those that made a difference and to make a difference in others. I also wanna wrap up the way I started with um, thanking my most influential mentor was my mother. And um, I'm a big girl now and um, I uh, keep that criticism coming mom because (laughs) I'm able able to take it a a lot easier. So thank you. And thanks to you, Jason, as well um, for this. And um, uh, let's just keep investing in one another.
0: Sounds good to me. And if you haven't already, please go read the February column, Influential Yet Delicate Balance to Mentoring. Mm -hmm. Question of the month is next, but first a reminder that SPE members get up to a 50% discount in the SPE bookstore. Visit store.spe.org to look for your next reading material and watch out for SPE's new book, Hydraulic Fracturing, Fundamentals and Advancement. In coordination with Shauna's column, each month we also want to ask you, the listener, a question. We'll even be reading some of the responses on future podcasts. Here we go. Question of the month. Name one of your most influential mentors and why. Okay, so we want to hear from you on this. Email your responses to president at spe.org. That is name one of your most influential mentors and why. Looking forward to reading those. Let's keep the conversation going. Use the hashtag SPE podcast to reach us on social. Looking for the latest episodes? Search the SPE podcast on Apple or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Please leave reviews. We appreciate the five stars and hearing your feedback. You can find us online at spe.org slash podcast. Special thanks to this episode's guest, 2020 SPE President, Shauna Noonan. I'm Jason Notoris, and thanks for listening.
1: SPE Podcast is powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers the largest individual member organization serving managers, engineers, scientists, and other professionals worldwide in the upstream segment of the oil and gas industry. Learn more at spe.org.